Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I had a whole bunch of people send me this story, and this is from the New York Post, but a lot of people I don't think would understand that this is a breach of warranty case. A breach of warranty case. Headline, New York University doctor dies after dining at Disney restaurant where waitstaff insisted food was allergen-free, and that's according to a lawsuit that's been filed. And so somebody went to a restaurant, allegedly, and said, I have food allergies, here's what they are. Can you serve me food that is safe considering that? And the argument is they said, yes, the restaurant did. And so if the restaurant did that, well, then that would be a breach of warranty, along with everything else it could also be. It all could also be like negligence and so on. But uh, the story goes uh, from Alexandra Steigrad, who wrote it, a doctor from New York University died shortly after she ate at a Disney Springs restaurant in Florida. And her bereaved husband is blaming negligent staffers, according to a lawsuit. Uh, The doctor at the prestigious hospital in Manhattan died suddenly after having dinner at a pub and restaurant on October 5th. Her husband has filed a 19-page lawsuit in Orange County, Florida, Circuit Court, accusing uh, Walt Disney Parks and Resorts of negligence, noting that the doctor had made it clear to the waitstaff that she had nut and dairy allergies. The staff at the pub insisted they were able to make allergen-free food. And so after the doctor checked several times, they said, we can do it. So she ordered broccoli and corn fritter, scallops and onion rings. Restaurant is owned and operated uh, by an entity that is not Disney, but it is apparently on their grounds. After dinner, uh, the doctor left the restaurant to explore the shopping complex when she began feeling sick. She entered Planet Hollywood, where she experienced severe difficulty breathing and collapsed. Uh, They immediately administered an EpiPen, but she died at a local hospital. According to court papers, the medical examiner's investigation revealed that she died as a result of anaphylaxis due to elevated levels of dairy and nut in her system. Court papers claim that Disney advertises and makes it clear to the public that food allergies and or accommodation of persons with food allergies are a top priority at its parks and resorts. The suit alleges that Disney failed to educate, train, and or instruct its employees to make sure food indicated as allergen-free or requested to be made allergen-free was, in fact, free of allergens. So it also stated that Disney had control over the menu of food offered, the hiring and or training of the waitstaff, and the policies and procedures as it pertains to food allergies at restaurants at this location. Now, there's a big question about that, though, because they do point out that the restaurant is independently owned, uh, but it might be that they're, you know, there, but at the direction of Disney, but they'll hash that out in court. So the husband is seeking damages in excess of $50,000, but that simply is a pleading thing where you have to say whether your damages are above or below a certain amount. Uh, in this case, regarding Florida's uh, Wrongful Death Act, uh, in addition to mental pain and suffering, loss of income and funeral expenses, uh, Disney did not immediately respond to requests for comment. So people, as a just natural instinct, will say, well, yeah, if they serve you food and it kills you, it makes sense that you'd be liable for that, assuming that's what happened here. Uh, but what are the causes of action? So negligence is one. Negligence is where you've got a duty to somebody and you breach the duty. And so when you're serving them food, you've got a duty to make sure the food won't harm them. But believe it or not, the simplest explanation uh, for a cause of action I could give you is Breach of warranty. I kid you not. And no one ever thinks about this. But when you go into a restaurant, sit down and eat food, you don't have to ask them, uh, excuse me, will this food kill me or will it be good for me? 
And that is how the implied warranty merchantability works. If you buy something from somebody who is in the business of selling those things, then there's an implied warranty that the product you're getting will be merchantable. And the question then becomes, what is merchantable food? So to let you know, I'm talking about Article 2 of the UCC, which governs sales, 314, which is right in the meaty part of the curve regarding where all the warranty stuff is, implied warranty merchantability, 2314. So in Michigan, it's MCL 440.2314. Unless excluded or modified, because they can exclude or modify sometimes these warranties. Warranty that goods shall be merchantable is implied in their contract for their sale if the seller is a merchant with respect to goods of that kind. Under this section, the serving for value of food or drink to be consumed either on the premises or elsewhere is a sale. So if you're at a restaurant and they serve you food, there's an implied warranty merchantability. Now you go, well, what does it mean to be merchantable? Well, the several definitions are given in the statute, one of which is that the goods are fit for the ordinary purposes for which such goods are used. You get food, you eat it. Will it be appropriate and fit for that purpose? Well, it should be. Otherwise, it's a breach of the implied warranty of merchantability. And it's implied because they don't have to tell you this. And so a lot of times I've seen people raise arguments for it and say, well, I'm not liable for this. I never said blah, 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 blah. Depending on the setting, they may or may not have to say it. Implied warranty merchantability is there whether or not they say it. Now, it does say unless excluded or modified. You can sometimes exclude the implied warranty merchantability. That's what happens when you buy a used car as is in states that allow as is sales of automobiles. That car does not have the implied warranty merchantability uh, if that's legal in that state. But could you disclaim the warranty of merchantability with respect to your food. Could you say, we're serving you food as is, eat it at your own risk? And a restaurant really couldn't do that. That would destroy their business. So, like I said, they probably filed a multi-count complaint. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is not even in there. Because I've talked to other attorneys before. And they say, Steve, I got a question for you. And we're just batting ideas around. And I say, oh, by the way, don't forget about the, uh, merchant, uh, the merchantability warranties. Uh, or the express warranties, under the UCC. And most people think of warranties as when they buy something and it breaks and they bring it back to get it fixed. And that is a kind of warranty. That's usually an express warranty. But it's a warranty nonetheless. But that's simply one of many warranties. So there's the express warranties. There's the implied warranty of merchantability. And there's the implied warranty of fitness for a particular purpose, where you go in someplace and you're relying on their expertise, you ask somebody to provide you something that will meet your needs. And if you have the right set of facts, you can say, I relied on their expertise, and they told me this would work, and it doesn't. And that would be implied warranty of fitness for a particular purpose. However, this is the implied warranty of merchantability. So you go into a restaurant, and you say, I have food allergies, and you ask can you serve me food that will be allergen-free? If they say yes, that's an express warranty. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So as long as you raise the issue and say, by the way, I have food allergies, and if I eat food with these different ingredients, it could kill me. And what they're supposed to do at that point is they make the decision, can we or can we not serve her appropriately? If they can't, they're supposed to say no. 
And that's one of the reasons, if you think about the, the money on this, the, 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 just the, I'm talking about just pure numbers. When they come into the restaurant and buy a meal, right, they, they make some money off the customer. Compare that to how much they got to pay the customer when the customer dies as a result of their actions, assuming they're liable for it, okay? So I'm assuming, for the purposes of our discussion, that the facts as laid out here are true and provable. It very well could be that, that they can't prove these facts for whatever reason. I'm not, I'm not going to weigh in on that because I don't know. I wasn't there. But the allegation is that the doctor and her husband went into the restaurant. She said, I've got food allergies. Here's what I'm allergic to. And they said, not a problem. And they served her food. And the allegation is that she had a reaction and she passed away. And I've known people with food allergies. I, I know a couple that I've, I eat with from time to time. Uh, I know a gentleman who carries a business card on him that lists all of his food allergies. And he will actually take it out and hand it to the server and say, these are my food allergies. And this is very serious. I cannot eat these things. So could you please take this back, show it to your chef, and ask your chef what on the menu is safe and what they can do for me. And, and if they can't, that's fine. But, you know, because you can almost always find something, something. But the point is, that's how seriously it is for him that he's got the business card that he hands out. So it's a very serious thing. And, you know, I remember being on planes, for instance, to make the announcement. They go, oh, we're not going to be handing out uh, peanuts today because there's somebody on the plane with a food allergy. So there you go. But again, remember that despite the fact that everyone thinks wrongful death, wrongful death. Well, wrongful death is a cause of action but you usually need to have something underlying it to explain why it's their fault as opposed to their fault as opposed to their fault. Here, 2314 of the Uniform Commercial Code, the implied warning of merchantability. So NewYorkPost.com published that. Uh, Alexandra Steigrad wrote it. A bunch of people sent it to me. Thanks a lot. We'll see what happens. NYU doctor dies after dining at Disney restaurant where waitstaff insisted that the food was allergen-free, and that's what the lawsuit alleges. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. You know you're getting older when the candles cost more than the cake.